This week, 31 women MPs from around the Pacific region visited Wellington for development and connection events at Parliament. They represented the majority of women MPs from the 11 Pacific Islands countries they hail from. It's a region where the vast majority of elected representatives have always been men, with the institutional and social barriers to women standing for parliaments around the region are deeply entrenched. Johnny Blaze from the House sat down for a chat about these barriers and how to overcome them, with several of the visiting Pacific MPs, starting with Geraldine Paul, an elected representative in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region of Bougainville. Politics for women in Papua New Guinea and also in the Melanesian space is actually, we don't have an equal playing field with the men. Um, having said that, it means that like there, there are some other things that it, um, also contribute to that. Um, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but one of the biggest challenges that us women face is um, we women need to support each other. And in, in, most, in most cases, women are the ones that are gatekeepers. They are the ones that actually culture and nature, all the cultural practice in, uh, in, in Bougainville and also in, in throughout the Melanesian society. That's inclusive of Solomon Island, Vanuatu, and, and PNG as well too. So we have this cultural practice where we, we bring our men up. We give all the, you know, we go out of our way as women to, to ensure that our men are looked after. And, and they have like traditional man houses where cultures are preserved for men. And that's of practice also goes right into the um, you know into decision making as well to where men are only the ones that are allowed to make decisions so in that way it kind of it, it put a very sort of negative sort of um, recognition towards women in other places like you know there are we call it house men eh, where women bring food to them and they serve all the and it's okay it's all right but as as in a space where women need to be recognized and also sit around a table where women make the same decision where it reflects the, you know, the services in the community and everything that comes with it, women need to also be treated the same as well too. Um, so for us uh, in Bougainville, we have five women. Three of us women actually came through the reserve seat. And yes, the reserve seats are being voted by both men and women. Um, two of our colleagues actually came through the general seat, um, uh, election. But in the community, unfortunately, the people still perceive, um, they still perceive the, um, the general ex- elections or, or, or that space as for men only. Now consider for a second how in New Zealand we have an even split between men and women in the 120-seat parliament. Papua New Guinea has pretty much the same amount of MPs in their national parliament, but the number of women MPs in that house? Two. One of them is Kesi Sawang, the MP for the Rye Coast. If you see, we are not many in our parliament. Uh, I think the smaller Pacific nations are doing better than us, but in Papua New Guinea there's only two of us in parliament. And uh, with this kind of uh, event where we, we come together as women parliamentarians uh, for the greater Pacific, networking with each, each other, learning from each other, and we can that can also strengthen us and uh, help us to become better parliamentarians in our own country, build networks and uh, work with other Pacific women parliamentarians for uh, the greater good of our region. How important is it for your country to have more female parliamentarians? Because before this last election in which you were elected, there were none. Now there's two, which is progress, but it's still small. 
you know, we've been independent uh, for 47 years, and I am the ninth woman in parliament in 47 years. And it is very important because, you know, Papua New Guinea, we are big. Uh, our latest population is around 12 million. And uh, we need women in parliament to represent the voices of the 6 million women and girls in Papua New Guinea. And as, as you know, the highest we had was from 2012 to 17 with three. After that, we had zero. There's two of us right now. I'm, I'm grateful to our prime minister. When I first came in last year, he appointed me as the vice minister for international trade and investments. And after a year, now uh, three weeks ago, I was appointed as the minister for labor and employment. And uh, that's having uh, an inclusive cabinet, voices of women and girls in our cabinet. I mean, when, when you go to the election stage, there are challenges, aren't there, that women candidates face that I suppose men may not? Uh, yes, we face a lot of challenges, and if you look at the history of elections in Papua New Guinea, men every time there's observers, there's research being carried out, and there are a lot of reports that comes out after every election. Uh, the issue is that we go to act upon those reports to actually make the playing field fairer and more, you know, conducive for women and. Uh, we, we face a lot of challenges from cultural barriers to money politics, threats, intimidation. And I, I can say that the playing field is not level for us uh, women in Papua New Guinea. Because of those disadvantages, could there be some reserved seats to create more of a balance in the House? Um, yes, I've uh, advocated for reserved seats because of all these uh, the, the challenges, but the Parliament has actually established a committee that has looked at uh, creating reserve seat looking at the Samoan model and there's actually a permanent parliamentary committee working on that uh, but uh, reserve seats in the past didn't uh, go well with uh, in our parliament uh, they want us to go out and contest just like uh, everybody else yeah. and you can listen to the full piece by Johnny Blades on the house